Howdy, folks. I know you missed us. We had to miss next week. I was out of town. Aaron was out of town. Tim, you know, has a kid. Yeah. But we're back now. The whole gang is here in person. I can look at you guys in the eyeballs unless Tim covers Whoa. them. Whoa. Where'd it go? Back, baby. And we're going to have a great show for you guys. Just want to drop a little note and say sorry about last week, but we're back now. Better than never. Let's get to the show. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. You got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Welcome in, word to your mother, and this is another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. If for whatever reason your thumb decided to click on this on your Spotify's or your Apple Music's, we say thank you. Thank for good you. reason. We're great people. Thanks. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be humble here, but if you, <laughs> if you want to say that, as you can probably tell from the sound quality, from the energy we are going to bring you, this is probably the first time all three of us have been in person since week two, three, two, yeah, three. It's been a while. Not to yeah. say. So I figured if we're coming back after a week off, we got to give you quite the show. As always, I am your host, manager of Team Fair Life, Chris Mitchum, with the usual crew, the new, improved, got some hardware on the ring finger, Aaron Hunt, newlywed, just back from the honeymoon. How you feeling, man? Great to be back. Fully, you know, married now. I can't believe it. <laughs> fully married. Fully uh, not married. partly married. I'm not now. partly fully married. Because that's the engaged part. <laughs> when you're engaged, right. that's like partly married. But now back in the States, was in Jamaica. Ooh, Jamaica man. Soaking up minimal rays. If you know my complexion, I can't take too much of the sun. SPF two thousand. Yeah. Me and the sun, not so great friends, but uh great to be back. Glad we're back in person and uh yeah, excited to do it. My favorite thing about your trip was like one morning, I think it was Thanksgiving morning, I wake up and just have a snap from Aaron that says, happy birthday from Jamaica. And it's just like nine or 10 Jamaicans just like marching down, <laughs> dancing or something like that. And I'm like, good for Aaron. <laughs> it was Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like they were, they were in outfits. And yep. like, oh, yeah. They, they had the Thanksgiving spirit. Celebrating the American holiday. In the Caribbean. Absolutely. It's funny. I got to use this drop a lot because we didn't get to use it this year. And as always, the manager of Close But No Jamar, Tim Raider, in the building. What's up, everybody? I haven't had my moment of silence slash somber tone since, you know, somebody might have gone down with injury. I was, I was about to say, we are going so. to touch base on that very soon. Yeah. And I know I say every week we have a packed show, but we genuinely have a packed show for you this week. Week 11 and Week 12 review along with a Week 13 preview. We're going to get you caught up on all of the action you may have missed if you're not following along on www.thisleaguepod.com. We also have a This League guarantee coming your way, along with drinks of the week, a trade ring, everything you could possibly want for your knowledge. We have Thursday Night Flag Football on the play. In the back, it's seventeen to fourteen. Ooh, what do we One got? minute and thirty-three seconds left in the second quarter. Oh, 
my back is to the television, so I get to watch Aaron and Tim's reactions as I lead this production. <laughs> and you guys get to watch Wah-wah. football. Good for you guys. I mean, before we get even to the 11 review, uh, Tim, we got to give you your moment. Uh, it was a good season. It was a good season for your Bengals. Was it, though? We had a good four-week stretch. Um, I mean, this is your chance to say space. It's, it's draft season. I've been doing a mock draft every day. <laughs> Looking at mock drafts. I can't wait to pick in the top ten. I hope we get, like, that seven or eight pick, and we get, like, Johnny Newton out of Illinois. I don't know who that is. Defensive right. interior. He's a stud. He is unreal. I mean, oh, just, yeah. just he's like Geno Atkins light, Aaron Donald light. I mean, yeah, we're on to draft season. Next year's going to rock. <laughs> Next year's going to be great. I hope. Yeah, no. I miss you, Joe. All right. Joe Burrow out for the year. Was it a broken wrist? Is that what it was? Like a tendon or something tendon. in the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody Ugh. who has shattered his wrist once. That is not great. Um, so that's thing. Uh, second question off the rip: Are the Bills dead? Are the Bills good? Yes, they're dead. I called that off season, baby. You did miss the playoffs. I don't think, <sighs> I don't think they're dead. I don't think they're fully they dead. dead. Do do you? They know, have to win out to make the playoffs. Do you know the line of the Bills KC game? Is I that don't. out? I probably, it's probably not out yet. Uh, no matter no matter what, I'm taking Bills money line. I think they win that game. No, I think they do. Bills can't beat anybody. They, they should have beat the Eagles if it wasn't for Jake Elliott's 60 yard kick in the round. That was crazy. What are you doing? He's a Bengal. He's he's real good. Next question. He's are pretty the, nice. Are the Colts good? My answer is no. <laughs> I don't think Col- so. Col- Their schedule is so soft. The That's rest what I'm of the saying. Year, though. Everybody's like, ooh, look out for I the Colts. The, I think they might make the playoffs. Look out for the Colts. They We've could. beaten Baker Mayfield. Um, oh, who, who else did CJ we beat? Stroud. See, we beat CJ Stroud. I mean, like on a little, we were undefeated in November. Mac Jones, and I think it was Ryan Bills are plus maybe. three. Dude, I'm taking, I'm taking that line every day. Bills money line. Give it to me. Um, and then uh, last question is: Aaron Rodgers human? Or did he never really tear his I don't Achilles? Think he broke his Achilles. I don't, I'm on that train. Yeah, there's no way. It. It's got to be the script. I don't think yeah, he tore it. There's no way. It's got to be the script. No way. J.K. Call Dobbins BS. is even walking after BS. two months. Come on, dude. Well, the question is, can they get at least a couple more wins with Boyle? No, he's going to come back. They're going to be Boyle. out of the playoff hunt, and it's going to be for what? Yeah. Just to for so he can go on Pat McAfee's show and say, say I could have come back. Ayahuasca. I could have come back. You know, but, you know, I didn't want to. But I could have, you know, I, I dominated modern medicine. Fun yeah. fact, I challenge you guys to look this up. Tim Boyle was not a starter in college. Nice. <laughs> Never give up on your dreams, kid. And he's a career backup in the NFL. Go figure. So you're saying there's a chance. That's what I'm saying. Start training now, kids. Um, drinks of the week before we get started. Aaron, I'll let you do the honors. We got a little, got a little special occasion this week. We do. And at my wedding, I got pretty spoiled. By uh, Chris and some other fellow groomsmen. They Hoorah. all chipped in and got me the ever-elusive Blanton's whiskey uh. and decided to share it with the fellas on the pod. It is delicious. Cheers to, all, to both you guys. Cheers. Just into the microphone. Yeah, I cheered you all at home. Don't drink and drive, kids, though. If you're behind the wheel, do not <sighs> cheers me right now. That's illegal. So thank you for that, Aaron. We all got a nice glass of Blanton's setting the mood right for what is going to be a very busy show. What do you say we get into it, gentlemen? 
I'd love to. Let's roll. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. As I mentioned, we missed last week. So that means we have a quick week 11 review for you. That's right. If you go back to the last episode, you can hear me and Tim break down what proved to be a uh, pivotal week 11. But instead of just going through monotonous and covering the double amount, we're going to do something different here. We are attempting to explain each week 11 matchup in 10 words or less. We got the storylines. We got the players. How can we boil each matchup down? to 10 words or less. We're going to give it a shot, and we're going to start in week 11. We had Clayton and the Red Rocket coming into this one at 1-9, and nine, taking on Don and Njigmas in Paris at 2-8. and eight. Tim. Started at the bottom. Now he's still there. Final score, Don, 122, Clayton, 100. Of course, referencing Clayton there. We said that was the battle for the bottom. Don comes out on top, and Clayton... You know, you, you, you never leave your home. You never leave your true home. The next matchup was Zach and Brees Lightning coming into this one at two and eight, taking on a Steven team and Mount Passmore at four and six. My ten words. Zach is who we thought they were, and Steven fights on. Your final score was Zach one oh two to Steven one thirty. Steven keeps his playoff hopes alive. The next matchup was your boy Chris coming into this one at six and four. Taking on Hayden and uh, what's his name? Two Infinity and Bijan at six and four. Aaron. And my 10 words or less is injuries be like that. They sure do. Hayden took full advantage. Final score Chris 117, Hayden 131. A chan out in the first quarter, cup out in the first quarter. But hey, who's counting? Who's counting? Congrats to Hayden. He takes advantage, moves to seven and four. Your boy falls to six and five. The next matchup was between Tim and Close, but no Jamar taking on Stretch and Walker. I hardly know her. Tim at five and five, Stretch at eight and two. The ten words for this one was Stretch's voodoo magic strikes again and leaves leaves Tim sweating a playoff spot. Your final score there was Tim ninety nine, Stretch. 104, that 99 total, quite shocking considering the run that Tim was on going into that game. The final matchup, which was your matchup to watch, it was Aaron um, and Let Russ Microwave coming into this one at 7-3, and three, taking on Anthony, Team Uninspired Youth at 9-1. and one. Battle for Chipotle. It sure was. Number one seed. Perhaps. Final score, Aaron, 146, Anthony, 140. Got back to what a big dub for you there, Aaron. Absolutely, I needed it. I needed it to keep pace. And ladies and gentlemen, that was your week eleven review. Broncos country. Why did I do that? Nice. <laughs> and there you go. There you have it. A quick week eleven review, the fastest you've ever seen. Before we get into the week twelve review, it's important to know where we were coming into week twelve. Um. Basically, regarding buys, Stretch clinched a buy in week 11 with Tim's loss. So he will officially win the Cadova division. Stop clapping. Stop clapping. Stop clapping. Mr. Freaking. Oh, boo, you stink. Freaking fifth highest score in my butt. But Stretch does clinch Cadova division, clinches a buy. Congrats to Stretch. 
Meanwhile, coming into week 12, the sky is blue, grass is green, and Aaron and Anthony are once again battling for the Chipotle division crown. Like clockwork. Anthony entered week 12 at 9-2, and two, Aaron at 8-3, and three, both already having clinched playoff berths. So those two were battling for the number one seed, excuse me, the number two seed, and the bye week moving forward. Regarding playoff spots, heading into week 12, barring an explosion of points from Stephen and Mount Passmore, Hayden and your boy, Chris, would clinch a playoff spot with a Steven loss, mainly because Tim has a higher points for. So uh, Hayden and I both had significantly higher points scored than Steven. So if Steven were to lose, at worst, we would finish with the same record and therefore having a higher points for. And then coming into week 12, Tim and Steven were tied at five and six. Tim having a significant points advantage, and man, wouldn't it be nice if those two just squared off in a week to decide that could be scary. who could go to the playoffs. Bada-bing, bada-boom. How about we just start with that one, folks? We'll just start at the top, give your matchup to watch, whatever you want to call it. We're going to dive right, right into week 12. Remember, www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can go to follow along as we cover these matchups. It was Tim at 5-6. and six. It was Steven at 5-6. and six. And like I said, one could argue that this was basically a fight for the final playoff spot. And coming into this one, I think, you know, a lot of people were down on Steven, or excuse me, were rooting for Steven, because I think he'd be the easier playoff spot, right? He'd be the easier playoff opponent. But a Steven loss would clear a lot of things up in the playoff picture. So I think the likes of Hayden and I were probably rooting for a Tim dub here. Good thing Tim does not have a history of choking late in the season. Yeah, right? couldn't be me. Come on, you, you coming in here? You're gonna beat. You're gonna beat Steven. It's gonna be okay. Close, but no Jamar really is like close, but always successful. Correct. But I'll spare all of you. Tim heard all of the haters. Tim heard all of the pundits questioning his squad's tenacity. Can they perform in the clutch? And that being said, this ain't your mama's close, but no Jamar. Solid performances from Laporta, Lamb, A.J. Brown, 40-point bomb from Jalen Hurts, and a two-touchdown rumbling explosion from Pacheco. Absolutely wrecks Steven, earning him the biggest blowout award of the week. Final score was Tim 178 to Steven's 88, basically putting one foot in into the playoff position, and for Steven, I mean, it's pretty easy. When Jacoby Myers, your highest point getter, and you're still rolling out Latavius Murray in the gang, you can probably guess how your matchup is going yes. to go. As we mentioned, Steven's loss virtually clinches playoff spots for your boy and Hayden. And when you when you look down the stretch here, Tim plays Dawn and Chris. Steven plays Stretch and Dawn. And Tim, last question before we move on. How do we feel about defenses now that Miami put up 24 points for you? I still want to get rid of them over the offseason. They're still dumb. Um, (laughs) But it was very nice to score a lot of points out of the defense position. Something I don't normally do. I believe it's like we said, congrats to Tim. He will move to six and six while Steven will fall to five and seven. His playoff hopes well and truly dashed now only with a pulse. Let's move on. Wow, what a catch. What a Holy catch, moly. bro. Jackson Smith and Jigba on Don's bench. For a Heck yeah. Wow. Like a 40-yard touchdown. Whew. With seven seconds left in the second. And, and there's going to be a pass interference, pass interference against the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Man, the Seahawks are going to have a lead at halftime. That's that boy. That's JSN, OH. Even they didn't right back, though. 
tough weekend, tough weekend for the Buckeyes. Let's move on to the next matchup. It was Aaron and Let Russ Microwave at eight and three taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket coming into this one at a hot one and ten. And Clayton puts up a solid 115 points. Woohoo! That's a lot of po- that's solid points for a one in ten team, right? You, uh, you know, Devin Singletary getting it done. Nico Collins with a solid uh, 23 points. Trey McBride might be a guy. I think so. Um, and Jigba might have dropped that pass in the end zone. He might have. Oh, yeah, he definitely might have. He might have. Did he yeah. bobble? Um, just through the hands. No catch, just like uh, Ohio State versus Michigan, maybe? Oh, uh, that's no. For Aaron, uh, Dak Prescott, hello, 40 points. Howdy. Yes, hello is correct. Hello, all caps, hello. Tyreek Hill gets it done, 25 points. Um, you know, 115 is great for Clayton, but it's not enough. Aaron does what he should, trying to stay in the hunt for a potential one seed, a potential buy, winning the Chipotle division. Wins this 139-115, and my, my one takeaway question is, Aaron, what is your current panic level on Austin Eckler? Ooh, I'm at an eight. Oh, Ooh, that's higher than I thought you'd be. Yeah, I'm at an eight. eight. He doesn't look good, man. There's something wrong. He looks like Mike Tolbert out there. <laughs> I mean, my only hope is he, for whatever reason, is injured in some way that's not being fully reported, and over the coming weeks he figures it out. Because I need him. Yes, you do. Badly. Yes, you do. I feel like Austin Eckler is the Cooper Cup of running backs. I'm kind of worried now because it's been some weeks and it's like, oh, well, you know, he was elite once. Running out of time. Right. So Aaron moves to 9-3, and three, puts a nice firm grip on that number two seed and that first round bye at the top of the Chipotle division. Because the matchup next, or the next matchup we're going to cover, had a significant impact on that. It was our game of the week. I know we're going all kind of, you know, out of order and all that stuff, but kind of trying to make the playoff narrative as easy to follow as possible. So Aaron gets the dub over Clayton, meaning the game between your boy Team Fairlife coming to this one at six and five, and Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth at nine and two, rang even more important than usual. And what an absolute slugfest matchup. I'll, I'll give you the music here. You want me to give me the music? Come on, I'll all give right. you the music. All right, all right, all right, here we go. Like I said, a slugfest of a matchup boop, between boop, 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 boop. two teams that had dominant performances from players everywhere, up and down their lineups. Ugh. Josh Allen, vintage performance from him. Love to see him getting back to his old ways with that new OC. Uh-huh. And Kyron Williams is that Ooh. dude. How about it, man? Bro goes off yeah. for 38 points just casually. Leaves Cooper Cup in the dust useless. You didn't have to put that in there. For Chris. <laughs> but, hey, here's the thing, Chris. Who cares? With that point total, he had all of the Rams' offensive points from a fancy perspective. So you didn't need him. DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, nice games. But they didn't win the matchup like the other two guys did. That was the sole reason you won that matchup for sure. Shout out to Chris on the streaming D2 getting 15 points. How about it? Nobody really busted either outside of Cooper Cup. Stream against Mac Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Up and down the lineup, you had to just love the point totals you were seeing. 
from your squad. For Anthony, he had a lot of great outputs that on a normal week would get you a touchdown. Uh, or no, not a, not a touchdown. Get you the W. Sure. Including CMC with 30 points. Keenan Allen with 21. Flowers with 23. Ramondre with 22. Woo. You love all of those point totals. But too many floor games at key positions. Lamar with 15. Kelsey with 15. Those are okay, but you needed the ceiling games to keep pace with Chris this week. Joe Mixon just absolutely pooped his pants. Huge letdown. And since the offense is in flux going forward, that less flex spot might be a constant battle to fill for Anthony. To be determined how he figures that one out. But nonetheless, Chris needed this win to solidify the playoff berth. He came up big time when he needed to. And self-proclaimed Chris is truly the wild card of the league. I think I am. <laughs> He'll put up 100 one week. He'll put up 190 no the next. Right now. I really don't. No idea. It's unbelievable. And final score was Chris, 186. Anthony, 160. Guys, this is incredible. This game is ridiculous. <laughs> these 10 seconds. These flags. Okay, all right. So DK gets the touchdown. Oh. JSN, touchdown, drop. Noah Fant, timeout. DK Metcalf gets the score. You guys needed that Noah Fant for the parlay, I too. know. I need some yards. Steven Four more is, yards. Steven popping off against Stretch right now. Yeah, shut up. Let's go. Okay, I'm sorry. We'll get that to the preview. I'm sorry. Um, that was a big game, though. Um, I'm sure Anthony was a big Chris fan during that performance. Uh, I would, I bet that's maybe one of the higher scoring games of the year when you combine the totals. Anthony finished as the third highest scorer on the week. I finished at the top. I moved to seven and five. Anthony falls to nine and three, tied record-wise with Aaron at the top of the Chipotle division we had a couple other games that mattered maybe not as much as others we'll start with zach and Brees lightning coming to this one at two and nine taking on don and Injigbas in paris at three and eight this is maybe like a new battle for the second bottom yeah battle for the second worst uh yeah. second lowest team um turned out to be quite the barn burner uh we had we had a four point game here how about it don gets tony pollard to score touchdown uh. on thanksgiving uh, 21 points there. Chris Olave was going off before he's got a concussion. 18 points. Tyler Higby, two tutties. God, his best game of his career. <coughs> Probably. Five catches, 29 yards, two tutties. Two tutties. How do you even do that? Uh, and just solid outputs from Hollywood, Brandon Ayuk, um, Zach's side. You know, CJ Stroud with 35 points. He is, he's a guy. Like like yeah. Zach's got his quarterback of the future. He's 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 a guy. CJ Stroud is so good, man. Yeah, he's a dog. Did you see that like that pass he made to Tank Dell? He was almost in his end zone. It had like fifty five yards of air under it before it got to him. It was unbelievable. I think it was called back because of a penalty, but it was a yeah crazy throw. Ridiculous, Zach. You know he's got Njoku with eleven, Javante with ten, Brees Hall with ten. Can't quite do enough, though. It's Don squeaks this out, 118 to 114. Congratulations to Don. Um, I think Zach losing this game, keep that in mind, because the trade ring we are going to discuss here soon. Uh, Zach bet on himself, and I will explain on that more later, but I'm wondering how Zach feels now 
losing to Don, somebody I think he would expect to beat going forward. Don moves to four and eight. Zach drops to two and ten. Your final matchup of the week. It was stretch coming to this one at nine and two. Still hoping to secure that number one seed. Taking on Hayden coming off a big dub against your boy last week. Up at seven and four. Stretch entered this one on a four-game winning streak. Hayden entered this one on a four-game winning streak. Something had to give. And for Hayden, I feel like he's that team that's in the playoffs in all likelihood, but we aren't really talking much about him. We're probably thinking he maybe doesn't have enough juice to win it this year, but he's been competitive. He puts up some good weeks. So I think this week and next, even though they might not even mean anything, is a really good chance for him to show something. And then last week, he showed 124 points, which unfortunately was not enough to beat Stretch's 140 points because, of course, when Stretch actually does. has to score, he does. He puts up a nice 140-point performance. But I do think there is a lot to like here for Hayden in this performance. We've been concerned all year about Bijan and Derrick Henry. They were both studs this week, and you'd hope better days are ahead for Jameer Gibbs and Travis Etienne. I will say, though, ETN has not finished inside the top 20 running backs since week eight. So I think that touchdown spree he was on for a while starting to slow down. Maybe they're yeah, all going yeah, yeah. to Calvin Ridley now, which I certainly don't mind. Uh, but this was just a week of poor decisions really for Hayden. Left 22 from Debo on the bench, 19 from Jalen Waddle, 21 from the Muth, double-digit points from any other of his defenses. Uh, so maybe not the best management. Stretch's reliable guys really stepped up. Mike Evans, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Smith, all putting in really good performances. Last question on this. Adam Thielen, where are we at on him? Um, He's old. I don't know how. Does anybody else get to – does he play again this year? Does Stretch play him? Like, I mean – I mean, maybe. I hope he does. The Panthers are so gross. Thielen was, like, carrying him through some of the games at the beginning of the year, though. So – God forbid Stretch loses one of his what-the-heck-are-you-doing-here players. Yeah. I feel like he always has a few of those every year. So, like I said, Stretch comes out on top 140 to 124. Uh, he moves to a five-game winning streak, while Hayden's four-game winning streak, unfortunately, comes to an end, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like we burned through that Week 12 review. Let's do it. How Let's about go. it? We are moving, folks. Efficiency, baby. Efficiency. I like it a lot. When we get to the Week 13 preview, we will be sure to update you on all the playoff scenarios. It's pretty easy now going forward, especially with Steven's loss last week, but there's still some to play for. Before we get to that, the trade deadline came and went we had two trades happen before the deadline. One even happened at a wedding, believe it or not. Aaron, do you remember that? I do. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I got the alert, and I, it was like, that. that is this league. I was nervous. Just, when I saw that go down at the wedding, I was like, everybody's in person. Something big just went down. I was like, what happened? What happened indeed? Stay tuned, because we're opening up the trade ring. The This League Trade Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, the final trade ring of the 2023 fantasy football season in this league. If, the, however, this is your first time, the way it works. Two teams enter 
us three will judge the trade based on win now, future, pieces in it, players we like. We take into account all factors. We count down from three and we determine a winner. It is that simple, folks. In the first matchup we have, it is Zach and Brees Lightning going up against Steven and Mount Passmore. This was the trade that occurred at the wedding. And I even remember, like, people were texting about it in the group chat. And I was like, guys, he's literally having his first dance. Stop texting. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see any of that. Dude, he's literally having his first dance. Shut up. Uh, unfortunately, I would say the, the trade probably didn't live up to the whole in-person, you know, intense trading dealing going on. Zach received his own 2024 first round pick. So he trades for his own 2024 first round pick and $1 fab. Woohoo. And Steven receives, that's right, Steven's own 24 first round pick and Steven's 2024 third round pick. So, I don't know about you guys. When I saw this come across, I was very confused. I was like, why did you give up a third-round pick for $1 fab, basically? But in Zach's words, Zach is apparently very confident in his team that he thinks, on his way to the loser's bracket, he can win the whole dang thing, and he wanted his own first. He wanted a shot at the 101. Sure. Uh, How do you guys feel about that? Because you you would think, you know, Steven in all likelihood is probably going to finish as the seventh seed. You know, he's kind of still flirting with the playoffs a little bit. So you would think you would want Steven's first round pick, right? You know, he has the best chance of winning the loser's bracket. One might think. Well, I'll count it down and let's see what we think. All right. Well, let's do it. Are you gentlemen ready? Oh, you yep. know it. Here we go. Let us determine a winner in three, two, one Steven. Oh, okay. Uh, where is it? There it is. That is a split decision, but it is a victory for Steven coming in this one at two and one. I will say a week can change a lot. Whenever Zach put in that bid or put in the trade, and he told me, I was like, you know what, you're right. I think off the top of my head. I think Zach has, you know, the better momentum going into the playoffs. But now, after you lose to Dawn, and Steven's kind of still flirting. I mean, DK Metcalf has two touchdowns behind me as it's we crazy. speak. So, I mean, I, maybe I prefer Steven's first right now. And to the the fact that Steven got a 24 third kind of swings it for right. me, I yeah, think. Right, e- yeah, easily. I, I think it's one where you can't fault Zach. I like the move from, a, you know, putting your – going out there on the table and saying, hey, I really think I can do this. You know, I, I, I applaud the the pride that it takes to do this and just the gall. Um, I don't, on paper, I don't see it working out for him. It's but I, I, I like the move. I like it, but I just don't think it's wise. Aaron, you chose Zach here. Your reasoning. I like Zach's logic a lot, and I think it honestly makes a ton of sense. I think if you look at Zach's team on paper – compared to the other teams that are going to be in the toilet bowl, so to speak, I I think Zach has an argument. I really do. I think he has a legitimate shot of getting that number one pick, and I will die on this hill. The difference between the 101 and the 104 in the hit rate and just the impact is massive. 
it's the difference between Marvin Harrison Jr. and who who else? That guy from uh, Braylon State Allen or whatever his name Keon is. Keon Coleman. Yeah, Keon Coleman. He has a cool name. I mean, it's, it's fun to say. Keon generational Coleman. talent versus going to be good, going to be solid. Right. But I just think that that's a gamble, if I'm Zach, that I'm willing to take. I'm not scared of Steven whatsoever. I think he has a good shot of getting the 104, to be honest. I just... You're not scared of Latavius Murray in the gang? What? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I, if you think about it, outside of DK Metcalf and if T. Higgins can come back, who does he have? I mean, who does he have that has been Jacoby producing? Myers. That has been producing consistently. Christian Kerr. You can't even say that Justin Herbert has been producing consistently recently. I mean, I, I put Steven really at the bottom rung of the league when it comes to this year because he's in full rebuild, so... Yeah, and I guess you look at Zach's. I mean, he does have Brees Hall, Josh Downs, Brian Robinson, Rashi Rice. He's got dudes. Rashi Rice. Right. I mean, that dude. He might go off against me this week. Maybe. So I. I that's why I give Zach the slight edge. It is nice. Steven got his own third back because I think that could be a high third, um, which are valuable picks. But yeah, I, I like it, Zach. Gam- right on. Gamble, baby. Right on. You almost sold me, but I'm still think I'm going to lean that third. To, to, to put it over. I, I really don't value thirds personally, but I mean, when you got two rebuilding teams, I think you try to get as many of those as you can to start taking some shots. That's two for Zach, or excuse me, two for Steven, one for Zach. Congratulations to Steven on winning the penultimate round. Let's go to the final round. It was between two contenders this time. It was Hayden and Tua Infinity and Bijan. I don't know why I can never remember his name. And Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. This one, a little controversy around it, but, you know, we, we, we sent it through anyway. This one, Hayden receives Jake Ferguson tight end for the Dallas Cowboys and Anthony's 2025 second round pick. Ferguson and a 25 second. Anthony receives in return running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rashad White. Uh, he's been getting a lot of work. I'm pretty sure he's a top 10 running back on the year somehow. RB6 yeah, it's like, on the year. Like a really gross one, but numbers are numbers, you know. Put some points. Right, and he's a really good death piece. He started him last week. He had a pretty good game. This could be somebody that Anthony uses going forward. When you looked at Hayden's depth chart, a tight end, I think he had Pat Fryermuth, Hunter Henry maybe, I think. If I'm remembering correctly, John U. Smith, John U. Falcons Ugh. tight end one. God, <laughs> so you, one could argue this was useful for both. I think this one's close. I agree. This one's close. I don't even know if I really know yet, but I'm gonna start the drum roll. Are you ready, gentlemen? Oh yeah. Let's do it. The winner of the final round of the This League trade ring in three, two, one. Anthony, 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 Anthony times a million billion gazillion. Anthony, I guess. (laughs) Aaron, I'll let you start. You seem very confident over there. All right. Hayden, (laughs) I love you, man. I I really do. Um, Don't take this too personally, but what are you doing, bro? Hey! What? Hey, what what happened? I get that you're in a bit of a panic state because you do need a tight end, and I've been banging that drum for you all season. I totally understand the sentiment. 
Jake Ferguson has been on a bit of a run, but dude, it is Jake Ferguson. Who I mean, Jake he's not Ferguson. even a top ten tight end, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Like what what is he on the year? I don't twelve. Think he is. Yeah. Tight end twelve. And you're gonna give away him and you're gonna or you're gonna get him and you're gonna give away Rashad White, who is the number six RB on the year. And look at your bench. Who are you going to play if any one of your running backs gets hurt? I mean, I guess you have four of them, which is okay. And you've got a lot of wide receiver depth, so I mean, I guess I understand, but I'm I'd argue playing Rashad White over Derrick Henry. Would you not? I mean, yeah, I mean, in the in the matchups, I don't I don't think Derrick Henry's matchup proof anymore, right? And so, I don't understand giving a contender the w- running back six, and you play him this week. <laughs> so. That's true. It's just a little bit mind-boggling to me to make that kind of move and give up that valuable of a, of a depth piece where I feel like he was basically your sixth man uh-huh. off the bench. I, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. I, and, and you basically gave Anthony a starter. I mean, he's literally starting him the rest of the year. Yeah, probably, considering, yeah. I mean, Anthony was on the... Ramondre, Joe Mixon, train, like you, you just Christian made train. you just made a top three contender even better. Yeah, I and and you know made your chances of yeah made made your chances worse in my opinion of winning. So I I didn't love the move. I'll just put it that way. You you did get a tight end, but is he even your tight end of the future? I, I can't say. So yeah, I don't know. I think he's hoping for maybe a Dalton Schultz esque finish of the season for Jake Ferguson. Uh, we will see because he probably will be his starter, even though Pat Fryermuth had a great week last week. So, I mean, you might be starting Pat Fryermuth going he, forward. So Jake, for, you might have just traded for your backup tight end. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I don't hate it for Hayden. Fryermuth had he had sixty yards on the season before this past week, so he was not necessarily a guy you could rely on. Um, and he was going out. You know, he he could use the tight end. We've been saying that all year. I. Th- I I give Hayden the win in this trade because if you're going to tell me that you're going to go get a tight end and go all in and try to like chase the nut, go overpay for George Kittle. Go 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 get somebody who's going to be a little bit more of a difference maker than Jake Ferguson. Yeah, that's a good point. And Anthony, I think it's a great move because Joe Mixon. I don't even know if that you want to start him with no Joe Burrow. I mean, the they're, the teams playing the Bengals are going to put eight guys in the box. Mixon's going to get like 20 rush yards a game. Um, and I think it's a huge, like high upside play for him to go get somebody um, and not just sit still and be content with his roster. Yeah. If he goes, if he does this trade and gets Kittle out of it, I no qualms, no qualms whatsoever because Kittle has the chance to win you a week. Jake Ferguson's a jag, huh? Jake Ferguson does not. A jag. Just a guy. Yeah, he's just a guy. Just a guy. Yeah. You think I was thinking he's from IUPUI? <laughs> let's, go, let's go, Jags. Let's go, Jags. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Shout out. Wow. And again, I respect Hayden because I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to get a tight end that he can put in every week and not have to worry about it. But Hayden, I know you're listening. You better defend yourself in the group chat. Aaron is just putting you on blast right now. On blast. Feel free, bro. Feel free. I, just, I, I don't God. get it. I don't get it. All right, well, that was a unanimous TKO knockout, whatever you want to call it. Anthony coming in like CM Punk at the last 
WWE event, I think that was a that was a thing that happened. Sure. He was very excited about it. I was texting him about it. Glad that brings you joy, Anthony. Um but yeah, but there you go. So Anthony, enjoy Rashad White, a top ten running back the rest of the year. That cannot make the other contenders for the nut very happy. That was the last round for the day, and that was the last round of the year. Caesar. Wow. That's right. Time to yeah. get the time Nostalgia. to get the ring. Uh a little deep clean, getting ready for the off season. Trades are eligible once again right after the Super Bowl. So whenever that's done, just day after, I want to see a trade happen. Let's let's do it. There would be some good candidates for the this league, uh, the leaguey trade of the year. What do we say? We go make some money, gentlemen. Let's do it. The this league guarantee. <gasps> The one two weeks ago didn't count. We were pretty hot, but it didn't count because Joe Burrow got hurt. That was part of the parlay, so we're not counting that. This week, I see some ones on here that I'm liking a lot. Aaron already tried to get CeeDee Lamb over six and a half catches, and that is hit already. Oh, yeah. What oh, that, hit? Hit, that hit a long time ago. But yeah. the way podcasting work, Aaron, you see, is they're not going to hear this until probably tomorrow. So, you know, they would try to bet on it. They'd be like, what the hell? Blah, blah, blah. We'd that's say true. they're right. We'd that's say true. we win. It would, it would be a mess. Hey, but so, it, it's a guarantee for a reason. I'm that's, sure, you know? that's, that's right. That's right. So you have a really good excuse now if you don't get it right because it's like, this is my backup one. Yep. My first one hit. Yeah. Guaranteed bang so actually aaron we'll just start with you man what is your guarantee for the week well this one will make tim real happy jalen warren over 58 and a half yards rushing against the arizona cardinals yeah i mean what more can you say here i feel like the arizona cardinals have just been an absolute get right spot for every running game you can run all over them, and Jalen Warren looks pretty nice when it comes to this, nice. the juice that he brings he to very the table, uh, in my opinion. So I think this is an easy one to hit. Jalen Warren's very capable of you know shredding off a 30, 40-yard run, and then he just needs a few more yards after that. Ball forward. I like it. I like it. As the Najee Harris owner, I'm also looking forward to this matchup. I'll jump in here. Mine is probably something else Tim would like to hear. This is a very Tim-friendly parlay. Let's here. go. We're getting oh my god, we're getting the Zach Moss anytime touchdown scorer plus one oh five. Guys, when Jonathan Taylor went down, Shane Steichen was asking answering questions. They were like, "No, we're not going to put Jonathan Taylor on IR, and no, we're not signing anybody else." Trey Sermon is fine. He literally said, "We are going to give Zach Moss the same load we gave him." What was that load? 98% of snaps in week one, 76% of snaps in week two, 83% in three, 80% in four. Guys, Zach Moss is getting the load, the biggest load you've ever seen. He until, is, he's taking it. Until Johnny Taylor came back, he was RB6 on the year? I think so. Yeah, he was. I think so. And lastly, the Colts have scored at least one rushing touchdown in six of their last seven games between Taylor and Moss, ladies and gentlemen. That is going to keep going against a very sus Tennessee Titans defense. Go ahead and lock in Zach Moss. Anytime touchdown score is happening. Tim, over to you for the last one. And it's it's just the most obvious thing ever. Tyreek Hill, anytime touchdown score. We love that. Against the <laughs> Commanders. Do we, Aaron? <laughs> the Commanders defense 
sucks so bad. They have no cornerbacks. They have no nobody can play in safety. They traded away their pass rush. Tyreek Hill scores a touchdown every week to begin with. So this is the biggest no-brainer. Can he get three? Sure. All right, bet. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to recall, but the last time Tim took a surefire anytime touchdown, somebody Stop. ended an 18-game touchdown I'm sorry. Streak. Chris. I'm just Shut saying. up. I'm just saying, dude, for the people out there, I know what they're thinking. I know what they're thinking. So that was your guarantee for the week. One more time to run it back. Aaron's taking Jalen Warren over 58 and a half rushing yards. I am going ahead and smashing Zach Moss anytime touchdown score. And Tim is taking Tyreek Hill anytime touchdown score. Go ahead and lock that in. That'll get you a plus 507. Go ahead and put this month's rent on it, next month's rent on it, and uh, go ahead and go make you some money because we guarantee it. Big week next week, gentlemen. Big week. The playoffs could be set. Let's go ahead and get into what is a week 13 preview. We are welcoming back from by absolutely nobody. <laughs> she called McGregor because the NFL is dumb. Who are we saying bye to this week? Whose idea was this? Why? AWS, Amazon Web Services, ran all 500 bajillion schedules and decided this. Ravens have like four significant people. Bills are my team. The Bears are also my team. The Raiders are on by. The Vikings, also my team, are on by. And the Giants are on by. Like, ladies and gentlemen, NFL, do better. Dude, do do better. The, I would say the first true bipocalypse of the year we are dealing with here. As I mentioned, after this week, only one more week until playoff time. www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can go to follow along. Playoff implications coming into this one, it's pretty easy. If Tim wins... Or Steven loses, Tim is in and the playoffs are set, barring, you know, your seating or whatever. So if Tim loses and Steven wins, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have a sweaty week 14. Ooh. A sweaty week 14. Um, and then regarding, like, seating, um, if Stretch wins, he clinches the number one seed somehow with the fifth most points scored, whatever. Whatever. And if Aaron wins or Anthony loses, Aaron has the other bye virtually locked up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll start with that fight for the final playoff spot, and we will just jump right in. We have Tim and close but no Jamar coming into this one at 6-6. Six and six. All he needs to do is get a dub against Dawn and in Jigba's in Paris because Tim plays your boy next week. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, Tim, just win, dude. Just win. Don coming off a dub against Clayton, or excuse me, against Zach. And uh, Tim coming off a dub against, who'd you play last week? Steven. Steven. Head oh, yeah, head. that's right. Big dub, big dub. Aaron, take it away. And we got a two-game win <laughs> of streak we do. for of Don. We do. Huge development I heading into... <laughs> Aha. The toilet bowl bracket for Don inevitably gotta love that momentum. Trying to does he have his own pick? I honestly don't remember. He probably does, if I had to guess. Yeah, he doesn't make many. I trades. can't imagine him. I think he does. That. Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, Tim has a sixty one percent 
chance of victory according to Sleeper. But we all know the drill this time of year. Throw those percentages out the window. Come on. And how clutch was that trade for Zach Moss that mm. Tim did? Colt, go Colts. JT, thumb surgery, going to be out for at least two weeks, probably three. And Tim says, no problem. I'm just going to put in Zach Moss. Everything's going to be fine. It's a blow. It'll be Don't get me wrong. It's a blow. It is a blow. but For sure. But not we, a huge blow. We've seen what Zach Moss has done. Oh, yeah when JT's not been in the lineup, and it's been real good this year. So, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, I mean, we're watching C.D. Lamb live, feasting. Uh, I think A.J. Brown gets back to his feasting ways as well. I expect him to have a vintage game in a matchup against San Francisco. They're going to need it against a team that is, quite frankly, one of the best in the NFC, two best of the best teams in the NFC going up against each other. And Jalen Warren, like I mentioned, guys, I think he could fully break out this week against Arizona. I could see 125, 150 yards, even stop, on like stop. 10, 10 carries. I could see it. Let's just keep talking really, really good about Tim's players yep. and how well they're going to do. Love, set, set me up. Just, love the matchup. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. That stack is so nice to have. I Sam really La- didn't want to have to talk about it. Tonight. Sam Laporta <laughs> should have 10 points. Sam just Laporta should just go Baked off. in easily. Just baked in easily. Business as usual. You got any more of that, Blaine? Dude, Pacheco buys. against the Green Bay defense, just <laughs> run through them. I mean, buys not even affecting Tim at all. Oh, my, yeah. By apocalypse? By apocalypse what? Who? Keep but, it going. I'm, I'm the highest projected point scorer on the yeah, week according to the sleeper. For Don, he also isn't affected by the bye weeks much, but is it just me? A significant. <laughs> you have everybody on those teams, A significant. We're jumping around, but <laughs> sorry. A significant disadvantage in talent for Don. Clearly, Tony Pollard needs to have a great game tonight. Otherwise, it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle. Ayuk Purdy stack. I think that's going to be key. They're not usually super explosive though, and they both need a ceiling game for. Don to keep pace. 49ers offense really isn't built for that, so going to be interesting to see there. Gibson and Brown are just so meh. I don't like seeing either of them in the lineup. Higby, super touchdown dependent. Not really an awful option necessarily. Um, and outside you know, of a major choke job, I think Tim finally, <laughs> for the first time all season, Gets over 500, right? Is this your first time if you do win? You're over 500? Yes, sir. I started the season one and five. Wow. I mean, what a a comeback from just the depths of the bottom of the league. Sure was. And, uh, Tim, you've had a lot of heartbreaks, so I really hope for your sake that this goes well. (laughs) So you can stay in the league. And Dak just threw a pick, which I think doesn't matter. Offside. Yep. So we're good. All right. Uh, so you're taking Tim. Yes, I am. All right. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna take Tim. I'm gonna take Tim. But I will say, if Jalen Hurts plays an entire game like he played the first three quarters against the Bills, don't count out Don. I'm just saying. And you can you can say that the Niners' defense is quite a bit better than the Bills in all likelihood. So I think that is maybe Tim's only kryptonite here. A.J. Brown hasn't been dominant. He's still been very good, but he hasn't been dominant. You know, Jamar Chase, what's his outlook look like? So you can certainly 
poke holes. Bro, why I, did Tyler Lockett have an oxygen mask on? What the hell's going on, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Tyler Lockett, wearing a freaking oxygen mask, you bum. I'm just kidding. No, I'm taking Tim. Uh, I can poke holes all day and try to make him nervous. Probably it makes makes him more nervous when we just praise his team. True. But uh, I'm taking Tim here too. Tim, who are you going with? I don't know that you could make me more nervous. <laughs> what would be more me yeah, than – yeah. So that's I'm, be taking, one, that's, I'm taking me. That's what's scaring me for you so bad is like <laughs> it just fits the storyline. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking me. I'm going to lock that spot in this week. <laughs> it's it's going to be. Tim's going to be six and Can seven. we move on yet? <laughs> yeah, I feel please. Like, I feel like. Tim's gonna please. Lose. He's going to be sweating so hard against you next week. With the Von oh chant coming God. back. I just beat <laughs> Steven by 90 points. <laughs> it doesn't matter to I, I feel like Aaron it. and I have done this the past two years. We're uh, like, you, surely you're in the playoffs. And then it will be like 6 o'clock on Sunday night. And I'll just text Aaron and be like, oh, no, Tim. <laughs> oh, no, Tim. And just let the so downfall. So up next on the week 13 pre. <laughs> <laughs> will jump. Tim wants to get away from this so bad. I will say, Tim can lose even, but Steven has to win in what is expected to be perhaps an uphill battle against somehow expected to be the number one seed in the playoffs it's steven amount past more at five and seven taking on stretch walker a hardly knower at 10 and two when you look at these rosters first of all as it currently stands sleeper giving steven a 67 percent chance of victory that is of course with dk metcalf currently dominating the dallas cowboys five catches 131 yards and two touchdowns not even halfway through the third quarter yet and zach charbonnet going for 10 points as of right now for stretch and the cowboys defense only putting up a point right now so you know he's probably had to rely on that cowboys defense more than anybody else has relied on a defense before when you look at bye weeks of course Unfortunately, you don't get Latavius Murray in the gang for uh, Steven this week. You get Samaj P. Ryan in the gang. So Samaj P. Ryan and A.J. Dillon, the starting running backs for Steven. Steven also having to deal with Jacoby Myers, Khalil Shakur on by, while Stretch has to deal with Darnell Mooney, Keaton Mitchell, Josh Jacobs, and of course, Kenneth Walker being on injured, uh, just being injured this week as well. Um, I mean, you look at the rest of the lineups, Stretch is walking on thin ice here, I think, with Thielen and Sutton starting. You don't love either of those. They've both been performing fairly well this year, but you don't look at either of those and say, oh, those are, you know, that's a stud. Same with Taysom Hill uh, in, in the flex, but I think, or excuse me, in tight end spot. But I think the flex is where Stretch's team really shines with Mike Evans going up against Carolina, Devontae Smith in that matchup with the 49ers. And really, you'll take those two guys really over anybody, maybe besides DK Metcalf at this point. On uh, Steven's side, you're still rocking the double tight end, triple stacker with George Kittle and Evan Ingram in there. Probably being your best bet going forward. You also got Christian Kirk, Justin Herbert at the Patriots. Don't love that, but he should still do just fine. I'm biased. Did you guys put in your pickums before this game? I didn't mind. It's probably been at least 45 minutes now. Oh, I did mine way earlier today. It was early in the I think the game had started, but I'm not going to lie. If I if I didn't see that, I I would Who'd you guys take? Just say it I I'm taking Steven because that's the only way that my storyline continues. So, it's going to happen. Steven's going to win. I honestly forget who I 
took earlier. I th- I'm gonna roll. Is T Higgins gonna play this week? It. <sighs> He is, Zach, Zach he Taylor, is expected to play. Zach Taylor came out and said there's a chance. He is expected to play. Head coach said there's a chance he plays. T. Higgins expected to play, but I forgot it's 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 not Joe I pick Burrow. stretch. I pick stretch. Jake Browning. I'm gonna roll Joe I'm gonna i I'm gonna roll Joe Barrow. I'm gonna roll stretch as well. And you took Steven? Oh yeah. That's I mean it's gonna happen. Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well Steven it's stretch, Tim. Come on. You know. Yeah, it's it's also no, stretch is gonna put up eighty five. Immovable force meets him. What is it? Oh, the the movable force meets the like. Wow! What is what wait, a, what, what a brain fart? Group brain fart. Oh, is, um, it, is this is this? Oh, you had him. But uh, yeah, you're taking Steven. Yeah, it stretches oh. voodoo magic <laughs> against. Yeah, Man, these refs and their flags That's tonight. That's crazy. This show is off the rails. Let's move on to <laughs> the next matchup. It is Aaron and Let Russ Microwave taking on Zach and Brees Lightning. We are now going to pivot to that battle for that top Chipotle seed division. We are going to start with Aaron. Reminder, an Aaron victory virtually locks up that number one seed. Well... In Chipotle number one seed, and he's still alive for the overall number one seed. Okay. So the big matchup for Aaron to get a dub. That's the storyline is seeding. Um, sitting here, like we said, it's the third quarter. Aaron's got a 64% chance of victory to beat Zach. Uh, Dak has about Dak has 22 points uh, with plenty of game to go, and they're mm-hmm. down. Uh, but you know, Chris, you got a lot of buys. These two teams have there they are nothing but buys there on their they bench. Are. All right, Saquon Barkley, Gus Jesus Edwards, Devonte Adams, <laughs> Stephon Diggs, <laughs> Isaiah Likely Yeesh. on one side. <laughs> on the other, we have Alexander Madison, Khalil Herbert. Mm, okay, well, and those are the only ones that really matter. I told you I had to use it. It's like the only and time of the year I get so to use it. so we have Aaron starting Noah Brown. Okay. In a flex spot. Uh, you know, right next to Amon Ross St. Brown. Nice. Don't hate the play unless everybody's active. Because if everybody is, then for the Houston. Um, Tyreek Hill is going to score a touchdown. He always does that. And on Zach's side, I mean, Stroud's facing a tough Denver defense that's really turned it around lately. And... Outside of that, I don't know that anybody has like great matchups. You know, can Rashi Rice continue to uh, break out? I don't know. You like Josh Downs against Tennessee, sure. But that's the only one that really sticks out as like a home run. Yeah, but uh, this is going to be Aaron. Uh, you know, it, it's a matchup. There's a game. Aaron's going to win. Um, t- don't kid. Yeah, I'm taking Aaron. I got down to the flex spots. I was like, okay, I'm taking Aaron. I'll t- I'm taking Zach. I'm taking Zach. I'm doing it. Aaron, who you got? I'm taking myself. Uh, that was to, nice. I have to pick myself against Zach, a bottom tier team in the league uh, this year, which with some really good momentum. I just feel like I I have to have this because I have Hayden next week after him, and you know I gotta take Zach seriously and win. This week, because there's a chance that Zach or uh, Hayden could make me yeah, my I'm words. Zach. I'm taking Zach. Let's go. I like. I like. I like this. I like this. Eckler's meh. Juwan Johnson's fine. Noah Brown's bleh. 
So is Deontay Johnson. Whatever. I'm taking Zach. Let's 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 shock the world here, Zach. Let's is go. Is that a touchdown? If let's he, go for it. If Tony he, Pollard touchdown. Does if he did a shovel thing for Don? Uh, it depends <laughs> if it was forward or backwards. If it was a forward, then it's pass. If it's backwards, it's it's a run. Don Pollard touchdown. Yeah, it's going to be all it's right. It's fine. Too. I'm going to win. Yeah, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Let's move on to the next matchup. I uh, and I, like I said, I know we are all kinds of out of order. I am declaring this the matchup to watch. It is Hayden at seven and five taking on Anthony, Team Uninspired Youth at nine and three. The other side of the battle of Chipotle, as it currently stands, Hayden with a forty-two percent chance of victory, meaning. Uh, Anthony's got the other 58%. Geno Smith is the quarterback that Anthony is starting while Lamar Jackson on by. And what a great play that is. Again, we are just over halfway through the third quarter. 26 points for Geno Smith right now. And Anthony on the other side, Jake Ferguson starting for Hayden in that tight end spot. The new shiny tight end he gets to deploy. Five catches, 65 yards. Honestly, if the game ends now, You'll probably take that from a tight end. The rest of the lineups here, let's check out bye weeks. Really, Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers, that stack is really the only thing Anthony has to maneuver. While over on Hayden's side, he has Michael Meyer. Meyer, Mayer, Mayer on bye. And that's about it. I mentioned it in the review, but Hayden has just some selection headaches going forward. He benched Jalen Waddle last week. I, um, I think he benched Debo Samuel as well, and they both went off. So instead, this year, or this week, we're going to bench Tank Dell, and we're going to bench Puka Nakua, which are two spots that would probably make it into most people's rosters, but you just got to play the matchups, right? Jalen Waddles at Washington, Debo Samuels at Philadelphia, both really good matchups, so I don't blame him there. Pair those with Bijan and Jameer Gibbs with Derrick Henry and Travis Etienne. We got a squad over here. But, of course, like I mentioned, he is going up against a very good Geno Smith performance as well as the usual guys. Christian McCaffrey, Rashad White revenge game. Calling it now. Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, Joe Mixon, Ramondre Stevenson, the usual gang for Anthony. No real selection, you know, decisions, I think, for him going forward. Who are you guys taking here? Aaron, I'll take. I'll, I'll start with you. Looks like I am going with Hayden. All right. I'm I'm taking Hayden as well. Tim. I'm taking Hayden. I put this wow. is what I put in early too. I, I, I didn't think Geno Smith was gonna put up more than a dozen points. Mm-hmm. So sitting here with twenty six already is looking a little you know, a little painful that's for it. that projection. That's how you know uh, we are honest men. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just I liked Hayden's matchups this week. Yeah. I do too. Three for Hayden there. If Anthony slips up here, basically say goodbye to that bye and hello to the three seed where you might face, you know, a Tim or something like that. One or Chris. Or, or or your boy, you know, who knows? Man, that those first round matchups are going to be crazy. Yeah. Those first round matchups are going to be nuts. Clean sweep for Hayden there on that one. Uh, let's move on to the final game, the one that doesn't really matter all that much, I'll be honest. And it's even including your boy. So that means you know it really doesn't matter. Team Fairlife coming to this one at 7-5, and five, taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket at 1-11. and 11. At 1-11 and 11 indeed. Yes, indeed. Here we are again. And Chris <laughs> Here we are again. has a 58% chance of victory, which is quite 
unbelievable given that his projected <laughs> points is 99 <laughs> on the week. Yeah. Man, that, that is tells tough. you a lot. He quite literally is not starting a tight end and is still or a defense. Almost yeah. a 10% favorite over Clayton. Uh yeah, I mean you look at Chris's lineup and Bipocalypse just absolutely hit him. Kids Harder do not than- have your starting and backup quarterbacks and tight ends on buys the same week. Yeah. Not a good idea. Just I mean, unreal really. Uh <laughs> with the amount of buys that he's dealing with. I mean, Josh Allen, Justin Fields, James Cook, DJ Moore, Gabe Davis, Jordan Addison, Dalton Kincaid, TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> whole team. It's just insanity. Oh man. Oh, that was almost my pick. Oh and sorry, oh, talking parlay. <laughs> and you know, but hey, Kyron Williams. <laughs> Come on, baby. He's in the lineup. He's in the flex. I mean, that dude has been <laughs> but hey, sens- Kyron Williams. <laughs> sensational. I think he could have another big game when it comes to uh, playing Cleveland at home, even though Cleveland has been a tough defense to play they against. Have, yeah. Pity City, Michael Pittman. I think I look for him to have a good game against Tennessee. Colt, go Colts. You got the Carr Camara stack, which low key I I like that because you know, a lot of completions. Carr there. does throw to Camara quite a bit, and uh, have a little bit of fun. Pick, I got it. Let's. I go. got the pick for the parlay. Okay, let's go. Let's go. He Real got quick, me. And Tim pick. has like a plus plus ten ten thousand plus ten thousand parlay that actually has a chance of hitting right now Shh, we still got time there's still time i know sorry Aaron. let's go which is wild pretty crazy how did you like know that was gonna happen you started doing that even before it's, i don't i just had a feeling De- i had a feeling deron bland deron bland's gonna get like, paid by the way so good is that the guy that has like six he has sixes? five pick five, five. sixes this year yeah Jeez, that's a lot anyway <laughs> yeah, anyway, back to our schedule programming. Uh Cooper Cup, Chris, what's the what's the panic level there? This week says a lot because I I had a lot of excuses in my head for all the other ones. Like last week he was, you know, game time decision to play. The 3 or 4 weeks before that, Stafford was out. And then the 2 weeks before that, you know, he was good. So like this this he does not have an excuse this week. Like he doesn't. If he doesn't get at least 8 9 targets, I'm concerned. Yeah, I would be too. And the last thing I'll say for your team, Najee Harris, I think that's a pretty nice pivot in that other flex spot against double, Arizona. Double, double, double. Him and Jalen Warren going to combine for 200 yards. Just watch. Absolutely. For Clayton, I mean, he's not uh, – I mean, he, you know, obviously he's had some struggles this year, but I do like some of the options. I really do. I mean, Nico Collins, Devin Singletary, really any of the Texans – you know, pieces right now. Which, you, what a world we live in right now. You do like <laughs> that with C.J. Stroud at the helm. Trey McBride, I mean, he's been decently good when it comes to the tight end position. Uh, could be maybe a difference maker. Zay Jones is out of prison, which is, you know, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Short stint there. Yeah, short stint. He's back. And Jaden Reed has also been a nice surprise as well this season for, for Clayton, so... I think he's got some guys that could maybe help him to to keep pace, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think I I take Chris, even with all the buys. I am taking me as well to Tim. 
Oh, yeah. It's, it's Chris all day. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. That is your week 13 preview. We'll be keeping an eye on Tim. We'll be keeping an eye on Steven, Aaron, and Anthony. Those are the big matchups you got to follow this week. A lot on the line for those four guys. Let us know your thoughts and your predictions at our social medias, this league underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. Let's get out of here. As always, comment, share, favorites. Were we on your Spotify wrapped? If we were on your Spotify wrapped, let us know, man. Send a photo. I saw a couple. I saw a couple. We I was on my own Spotify wrapped, so that was fun. That was great. Um, how was your guys' Spotify wraps? All good? Good. Yeah. Was uh It's my favorite time of the year. Got got called out because this league wasn't on mine. Dang cuz. Yeah. Yep. That's tough. All right. Well, like I said, a big week thirteen. This is where champions are made, baby. Let's get it going. We got some MLB The Show 20 soundtrack coming your Let's way. Let's go. As always, I am Chris signing out. Love you guys. Peace. Go get I was I was like, hey, you good, bro? <laughs>